It really just depends on, on like the sizing, I think, and also location, but all of ours are in St. Louis, Missouri. Gotcha. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Dang, the market is that big in St. Louis? I've actually, I've never been. I've never been to St. Louis. Yeah, so we have, we have the Cardinals, and then we have the Blues, and... There's like a lot of convention yeah. centers and things people come for. Like I was surprised because I don't like St. Louis, and I was like, no one's gonna want to come here. Like who travels here? Who intentionally comes here for things? Right. And Bryson's like, you'd be surprised. Like there's more demand than you think, and yeah. people really like come into town and travel for the Cardinals games and for the Blues. Like I, I didn't it. know that the Cardinals were that big. You know, I always lived there, and the Cardinals were always our team, but right. I didn't know that there was so much demand for it. Welcome to Black Wealth Weekly Podcast, where you can find different guests being interviewed by me, Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven, every single week, where we will be breaking down how they got into their respective industries and are creating wealth for their families. You don't want to miss an episode, so hit the bell and tune in. What's up, family? I'm Shaniqua Nicole, the Millennial Money Maven. Welcome to this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I have some amazing guests with, to share with you guys. They are out here killing the game in the Airbnb space. And what I love about them most is that they are super duper young. So, you know, had to share with them, with you guys, how they are building wealth. Please, 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 family, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, guys. Hi, my name is Anaya. My name is Bryson. Um, and yeah, we are 20 years old both, and we both do Airbnb. Gotcha. So how long have you guys been doing Airbnb? We started We started Airbnb in May of 2021. Okay. So a, made, little, a little over a year now. A little over a year now. Um, for, what made you hop into the Airbnb space? So my brother was like, you guys should do Airbnb. And he was like, I don't know much about it, but you know, I see people doing it, so it can't be that hard. Yeah, so older brother, younger brother? Older brother. So I'm the youngest of three. Okay. So yeah. I'm like the, the kid. So he was just like, you guys should try it out. And we did. Y'all yeah. did, yeah. and y'all <laughs> rocking it out. Yeah. All right, so let's get a little bit into you know who you guys are individually. So Anaya, tell us, you know, I know you said your name, um, but how old you are, where you from? You know, like, give us a little bit about your background. Okay, my name is Inaya. I was born in Burlington, Vermont, but I was raised in St. Louis. Um, when did y'all meet? We met in high school through a mutual friend. Okay, so you're yeah. both from Vermont? I know. No, I was born in Vermont, but I grew up in St. Louis. So okay. he's from St. Louis, and that's... I went to high school there. Like, yeah. I grew up there. So, so. yeah, l let's just connect the story, right? Okay. Let's try to talk a little... You know, we, we having a conversation. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not just an uh, answer to question type of thing. Like, we having a conversation here. I want to get to know you guys. Okay. Uh, cool. They want to get to know you guys, too. Okay. So, <laughs> right. let's talk a little bit. Okay. You know? Losing up? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. So, you guys met in high school in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, so, t tell us a little bit about you. You're from St. Louis. Yeah, I'm from St. Louis. Uh, I grew up just all around St. Louis, like I'm not from like a certain part. Um, what else you wanna know? <laughs> you went to high school, did you go to college? Yeah, so first let's get to how we met. Okay. So we, ha we got a friend named Danny and she had a case of beer, right? She was like, you want it? And this is when I was just like doing whatever, I was chilling. Okay. So I pulled up to get the beer and a night was in the front seat. So I text Danny like, who's you know, that? Who's that, exactly. <laughs> And um, she was like, this is my friend. I got her Snapchat, and that was it. Okay. So then after that, we started talking more, and then she's really smart. And I was like, you should, like, tutor my little cousins. 
So I got her tutoring, and then that kind of led into us studying for the ACT together because we wanted to go to a big college. Nice. So we started spending, like, every day together. Okay. And then that just turned into, like, we just going to make it happen together. Right. Yeah. So did you guys end up going to college? Yeah. Um, yeah, we start like, I went to a private university full ride um, in Missouri, but then after first semester, I decided to drop out. And then he also went to college in... Missouri, and then first semester decided to drop out. What made y'all, well, what'd you go to school for? What'd y'all start off trying to do? I was going for business. Okay. Yeah. I always wanted to be a businessman, but I realized that college just wasn't going to give me, like, I'm trying to be like a Jay-Z type, and okay. college just wasn't going to get that for me. So. Got you. Yeah, I was a marketing major, and I was minoring in studio art, so okay. I love art. That's one thing about me. So, I got yeah. you. Yeah, you look like an artsy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I um, could definitely see that. that. Um, okay, so y'all dropped out in y'all first semester? Yeah. Y'all yeah. didn't even really give it a try. What'd y'all parents say? I didn't even, I didn't really tell my parents until they were like, yeah. like, my mom was loose on me, because I was, I just always did what I had to do, so she yeah. was loose until, you know, the question was like, how was school going? I was like, it was cool, it's cool, and then Oh, so she didn't know? <laughs> nah, yeah, his whole family kept saying, like, how's school going for you guys? And like, we're just like sitting there like, <laughs> Like, it was you cool. Know? <laughs> you know, I'm just... I'm just trying to make make it happen. So I was just letting it go until eventually I was like, guys, I'm not even in school. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then my family, like my parents, neither of them really got like a, a bachelor's degree or anything like that. And so all of us were like first generation students. But then my older brother, he dropped out. And then my older sister, she was like still in the process of going to school. And then my other brother dropped out. And so when I told my mom that, I was like, was I just don't think that, you know, it's well she like really wanted me to because I was always good in school but then I was just like I feel like other things are more important right now and she was like as long as you make the right decisions so, yeah. she was okay she was like I could tell she was disappointed but she was trying to be support yeah supportive of so. your decision yeah the way I but saw it the way I saw it was so I'm the youngest of three okay and my older my older brothers didn't go to school and nothing like that so I felt like no one in my family has already did anything like over the edge so if I happen to fail at what I'm doing, then I wouldn't be like a new one. I would just be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone else got their chance to. I just to, did failure with everyone else. Yeah, like everyone else got their chance to do what they want to do, but right. I'm going to do what I want to do, but I'm just make it work and I'm not going to stop until it works, so. Gotcha, I love it. So y'all dropped out of college and what did, like what made you drop out of college? I went to. Like when, when, when do you remember the day when y'all made the decision? Like, yeah. Yeah. I went like to what, what was that for you? I went to Nehemiah's Mastermind when I was 18. Okay. It was my first time seeing, like, a black man with money. Like, mm. he got his mom around. So who's Nehemiah? Talk to us about who Nehemiah is. I, we know who Neo yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, so We know and love Neo. He's a, we Neo, were in a mastermind together. Yeah, so Neo's my mentor. He does digital marketing, pretty much teaches you how to make an extra six figures a year from digital products. Um, so at 18, I went to his mastermind. On Instagram, he posted, I got one, you know that thing, like, I got, like, one seat left. And I was like, I was like, I'm going. And then Anaya, I was like, you want to go? And this was, like, the night before. We literally got there today. The yeah. So I went there, and my mind And where was that? That was in Miami. Okay. Oh, okay, I went to Miami, too. You joined in Miami? No. Oh, okay. But you just joined. But you went. Gotcha. Yeah, I went. That's when you first got introduced to him. He was 18. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I learned some things, and then I realized that, like, 
okay, if he's making all this money doing this, this has nothing to do with a college degree. Like, I can do the same thing. But when I went, I was in Airbnb. I didn't have a business. So mm. I kind of just went for the exposure. And then as I mastered something, I was like, okay, I got the game on how to make money from it. Now let's do it. So you left your college to go to this event in Miami. No, no, you, no. I was in college, but after I realized that I didn't need college to, like... Because if, gotcha. he, if he's got, like, a Rolls Royce Lambo, retired his mom, got his kids with him at his <laughs> event on, like, a, a weekend, then, you know, I should probably I should probably follow what he's doing. You right. know what I mean? So right. I kind of just picked him to be my, my professor. Your mentor. You know what I mean? Right. So did you have to pay to go to that event? Yeah. How much was it? I think I paid, like, $5,000 for the ticket. But Anaya didn't even... She didn't... She just came to Miami with me. She stayed at the hotel. She didn't even come to the... To the actual yeah. like event. Wow! So you was eighteen and paid five. Where'd you get five thousand dollars from at eighteen? I was hustling. Okay, you ain't gotta tell. You ain't gotta say no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have five thousand dollars at the time, so I definitely couldn't go. But I dropped out before that, like two months prior. I dropped out in December of like freshman year. I did first semester and then I dropped out. But for me. So I used to work, like I started working when I was 15. I've kind of done entrepreneurship since I was really, really young. Like yeah. even when I was a kid, like me and my siblings, we would go to like the liquidation center and buy a whole bunch of like gum and candy and we would buy lemonade and then sell outside my dad's barbershop. So we've been like entrepreneurs since we were younger. But then as I got older, like I started working really young at like 15. Um, and then I moved out at the age of 16 and was supporting myself. So for me, it was like a little bit harder. And then I was doing all, working all these different jobs. Like I did retail, I was a server. I hated them all, like I hated it. And I would just sit there and look at all these people around me of like all different ages, like people my age, like adults. And I was just wondering like, I wonder if they enjoy this because I hate it. So mm. then I was like, I gotta find something else to do. So when I was 16, I decided to become a professional nanny. And so I, I kind of worked my way up from there from like 16 to 18. But when I was 18 and I was in college, or was I 19 years? No, I was 18. And I was in college first semester, I actually had a job interview with Jim McKelvey, who's like the, the CEO of like Square and Cash App. Mm. And I was gonna nanny for his family and he was like a really high profile, he's like a billionaire. So yeah. for me that was crazy that I, even like at that age, had that opportunity. And he was like, we're gonna be traveling a lot, like you should expect to be you know, traveling every other week. And he's like, I hope school doesn't get in the way of that. And I was just like, I'd rather learn from a billionaire who like has the life I want than spend the time in school and I don't want school to get in the way. So. Yeah, I was telling him like, even being around them and seeing how they like operate, just so beneficial, like don't let school like. And I've always like done work that. and school. Like I always, I worked like two full-time jobs and I was in college full-time on a roll. Like school was easy. But I just didn't want it to end up getting in the way of like a big opportunity. And I just, yeah. And my mindset was changing at the time. Bryson had gave me like this big book list and I was like listening to these mindset tapes and reading all these books. Yeah, and what like, kind of books? Um, Think and Grow Rich, The Magic of Thinking Big, Psycho-Cybernetics, Laws of Success. I got a whole book list that I give to everyone who like says they want success. Yeah. But she was like the first one to actually dig into it. Right. And I think that's why we like came together so close, I was like, you, you gonna listen to me so right. we can really like make something happen, so. Got you, I love that. Um, so you kind of found your first mentorships in the books, right? That, that's, what, that's what changed your mind. Well, I mean, it's not like you were already on the path to entrepreneurship anyway. Yeah. You know, your dad, you said, had a barbershop. So that's entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, and what about like, so what about your parents? What did your parents do? Well, my parents were in and out of prison growing up, so but they were they were hustlers though. So like it's a form of entrepreneurship. So like they never had like a nine to five. Like it was also like 
we weren't rich, but we also weren't poor because they had quick cash coming in. Yeah. So I saw it like, you know, get money. You, right. So right. I just money was never lacking. Yeah, I just chose Save to be me. the one to do <laughs> no, it. No, th that's exactly how I grew. I grew up in the projects of Trenton, New Jersey, and, you know, my parents worked, but, you know, they hustled. Yeah. You know, some, you know, legal, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, money was never lacking. Let's just say that. Um, and then, of course, uh, when I grew up in my day, you know, I'm about 20 years older than you guys. No, I'm not that much older than you. I'm not that much older y'all, but um, I was born in the 80s. So like in the 90s. So when I was growing up, you know, like the neighborhoods. We lived in, like, well, I lived in the projects, so there was just always a bunch of kids around, always a bunch of people, and then, you know, like, my dad's friends were, like, my uncles, my mom's friends were my aunts, and, like, the saying, it takes a village, was, like, real back then, because, like, the village, like, you could see the village. These days, I feel like, you know, we don't live like that, like, there's not yeah. really a village that I feel like is helping me with my family, um, but, you know, back then, like, if somebody see you doing something you're supposed to do, they're going to slap you because they know your mom and they, they want you to go tell your mom because I'm going to tell your mom if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but very, you know, very kind of similar upbringing, right? And that's really the whole point of this podcast is to, you know, let people know that it don't matter where you come from. You can really make the decisions to get yourself, pull yourself out of that situation and live life on your own terms. So I love that, you know, number one, your, your, your families allowed you guys the freedom to be able to make those choices. Yeah. Um, especially when it came to college, because um, that was my, my 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 parents were like, you know, go to school, get a good job, and you know, and that was it. Even though I saw them hustling and making money, I just feel like I would have been a millionaire well before my thirties had they pushed me more into entrepreneurship. Yeah. They were pushing me to go to college and get a job, and I did that. But I sat at a job for like ten years. You know what I'm saying? It's so a long time. It's yeah. a long time. It, it really it was like twelve <clears throat> years, but you know, it's a long time. You know, yeah. I love the but these days, back in my day, <laughs> there were mentors. Like there were no neos around. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. fifteen years ago, the the, the 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 this coaching space, the internet, the access and stuff. You know, my mentors, the options I had for mentors were books, like you said, you were reading books. Or um, older white people, you know, and they looked yeah. at me. My name, I'm, I'm a young girl, uh, Shaniqua from Trenton, New Jersey, from the projects, right? They're looking at me like I'm a charity case. Yeah. And, you know, I always knew that, you know, there was more, right? There's more. I want more. There's going to be more. Um, so I love that you guys have, you know, y'all had that mindset from the beginning. Um, so you went, you met Nehemiah. And he became your mentor, no, not officially then, but you were still kind of learning from him? Yeah, I was just watching everything everything he did and, like, studying all his structures, yeah. like, all of that. And so what was your first business that you launched? Airbnb. Gotcha. So Airbnb yeah. was the first thing. So talk to yeah. us. Tell us about Airbnb. Tell us about your Airbnb business. Well, we've been doing Airbnb for a little over a year. We started in May of 2021, um, and now we've scaled up to 11 units. Ourself, he co-hosts some for his stepdad. Um, and yeah, this year so far, we're at August, or September now, but we've generated like $360,000 from our 11 properties. Wow. Um, so far this year, so hopefully we'll see what the number gets to by the end of the year. Right, but, what's yeah. the projections? Y'all got projections? At least five hundred. Yeah, at least yeah. at least five hundred. At least five hundred, yeah. just from Airbnb. Just, just from, from Airbnb. Airbnb. Wow. So how? 
Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Is there anything that you got, like, is that normal for Airbnb? Like, if I just have 11 Airbnb, let, so just walk me through the math, right? So how does, so you have 11 units on average, how much do, like, does one unit do per month? You got it. It really just depends on the size and the location. Like we have units from one ones, like one bed, one baths, all the way up to four bed, two baths. And then we have apartments, we have houses, we have all different types. Some of ours bring in like up to $6,000 a month profit while others bring mm. in like 1,000 or 2,000 profit. Cause those are like the smaller units yeah. that tend to get more like the corporate stays, the longer tenants. And then the ones where it's like very high occupancy but people are coming in and out and it's like a lot of turnover, big spaces that, that cost a lot. Those are bringing in, yeah. Like those are bringing in a pretty good amount, like up to six grand a month in profit off one unit. So, wow. with eleven of them, they kind of range. Like we have a few on the bigger side, and then, or we have, yeah, it's kind of like a half and half split. Mm -hmm. And so, it really just depends on on like the sizing, I think, and also location. But all of ours are in St. Louis, Missouri. Gotcha. Oh wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Dang, the market is that big in St. Louis? I've actually, I've never been. I've never been to St. Louis. Yeah, so we have we have the Cardinals, and then we have the Blues, and... There's, like, a lot of convention yeah. centers and things people come for. Like, I was surprised, because I don't like St. Louis, and I was like, no one's going to want to come here. Like, who travels here? Who intentionally comes here for things? Right. And Bryson's like, you'd be surprised. Like, there's more demand than you think. And yeah. people really, like, come into town and travel for the Cardinals games and for the Blues. Like, I, I didn't it. know that the Cardinals were that big. You know, I always lived there, and the Cardinals were always our team, but... Right. I didn't know that there was so much demand for it. So are you guys a, a looking to expand? Like, what, um, what's next for you in, in the Airbnb space? I think that moving forward, so the goal, the goal has always been to own real estate. But since we're young, didn't have a lot of capital to start, we mm -hmm. started off by using other people's properties, which is called rental arbitrage. So now that we've got a nice portfolio going and cash rolling in, we're going to transition to owning properties and doing something more, doing something more unique. Yeah. So what, what, what is, um, I guess, talk to us about your acquisition, right? You are very young. How did you guys, like, Airbnb is a whole full business. So were you doing this stuff in your names? Did you get your businesses? Like, talk to us about the process of, like, you know, having a half a million dollar business at, you know, 19 <laughs> years old. Like, where are you guys at business-wise? Because it sounds like you just started. Yep. Were you doing everything in your names? You have businesses, LLCs, that We kind of started thing. off doing it in our name, and then very quickly we realized, okay, we need to, like, get an LLC and make it very professional. And so I think that's even helped us scale so young is because we came at it as, like, we're a professional company. And, like, a lot of the time they definitely would look at us like, you guys look a little young. But we, we like, apply with a corporate lease. So we're not applying under our personal names. We're applying under our business name and getting the units under our business. Gotcha. So it kind of helps. They don't even always ask our age. Um, but obviously, like, they if we it. put our names on there and stuff and they, like, look, run a background check or something, yeah. Yeah, they'll see that we're, <laughs> we're pretty young. But, yeah, we started right, right when we turned 19. Wow. Uh, I think he was I still was 18. 18. Just what? about to turn 19, and I had just turned 19. And so your first, let's let's talk about your first one. So your first Airbnb, what was that? What that looked like for you? This week's episode is sponsored by ABCs for Rich Kids by seven-year-old author and entrepreneur Bryce Nicholas. Please tell us where we can find your book. ABCsforRichKids.com. Awesome. This book is so amazing, guys. It literally goes from A to Z with different financial terms for your little loved ones. Awesome, so we've got F is for future value, E is for evaluation, 
H is for air. Guys, if you do not have this book, the Amazon number one bestseller, please go and grab it now at abcsforrichkids.com. Two bed, two bath, downtown St. Louis, um, like eight to 10K total startup cost, but that same unit has made us over $50,000. More, yeah, more than that. Mm. So it costs you on average eight to $10,000 to start up a unit? It depends on the size and location. Okay. Yeah. We tell people like eight to 15K and that may be too much, but it's good to be prepared to spend more than to spend less. Because even some locations, if you're putting into like, you have to pay deposit or first month's rent when you're doing rental arbitrage anyway, like some places like they have higher rents and they're just more expensive. So even factoring that in, that's why it kind of ranges like that and look at like sizing of the units. But but the thing about the thing about rental arbitrage is it isn't cash heavy up front when you compare it to like buying a, an investment property. So right. you know you got to put twenty percent down closing costs. But with rental arbitrage, you literally just go you go get an apartment, first last security, furnish, make money. Yeah, all you need is like the landlord's approval and making sure that like your city allows it. And as long as the landlords make like you guys make sure that your communication is open, honest, and they're like you're good to go, then it's pretty pretty smooth. Gotcha. So what are you guys looking for in units? We're looking for the nicest of the nicest. So we tell people like when you're looking on Zillow for properties, you have to keep the mindset that you're not looking at this property for you to stay in. It's for you to accommodate people. So when people travel, they're they're normally traveling to something better. They're trying to escape like their normal life. So they want updated stuff, like nice lighting, nice activities and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and really it's like a numbers game. So it's not even as much like personal preference what we like in a space. If we put the, the numbers in air DNA and they look good, then it's project and like the research shows that it's projected to make a lot of income, then we're gonna go for it and we're gonna try to get that property. Because gotcha. we've come past properties that we really like, but they don't perform well, mm -hmm. so we had to say no. Yeah. How do you find out if they perform well or not? AirDNA.co. Is, it's like a, a, research, a, a, yeah. a research tool, gotcha. and we put the address in, put in the bed and bath count, how many guests you want to sleep, and it'll give us like three projections, like annual revenue, average daily rate, and occupancy rate, and then we kind of just run our calculations. We take the month, expected monthly rental revenue from the monthly expenses, mm -hmm. and then that's how we get like our profit. Gotcha. So with Airbnb, do you guys have any other, um, so I know a lot of people typically get into the space and then... Now they start a cleaning business and da, 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 you know all mm -hmm. the things. How do you guys manage? You know what's like the management of all of these units that you guys have in place now? Do you have a system? Do you have like yeah. a cleaning company? Uh, what what what's your system that you guys are using to manage the units? So we use three key software. So one is going to be um, Hospitable. This is a PMS, a property management software. This automates our our messages, so we don't have to sit there and text everyone back. Um, this automatically schedules our cleaners so we don't have to call and text them like, hey, can you clean? Mm -hmm. And this automates the review process so every time someone checks out, it automatically sends them a review. I love it. And then next we use Price Labs, which automates the pricing. Because the way I see it is humans, we are not smarter than software. So we pay them $20 a month and they pretty much price our units like perfect compared to everyone else. And yeah, and then next we use, what else? We use Noise Aware. This device tracks noise. So a lot of people book Airbnbs for parties, right? But if you're a corporate client, you're not, you don't want that. So you put a Noise Aware in there, and every time your guest gets too loud, it'll send you an alert, and then you can text them and tell them, hey, you guys need to quiet down. Yeah, so it just picks up on noise levels. But we also have, like, smart locks. We, we automate mostly everything. So me and him just manage ourselves because 
the time that we spend, even for like those 11 units, honestly, it's maybe like an hour of work per it's week. It's a breeze. Yeah. yeah. It's not that much. It so. sounds beautiful. It's, it's a breeze. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> smooth. Um, but now we're looking to start a management company. Okay. Um, and then also hopefully, like Bryson said, we'll start owning so that we are actually like creating those solid assets and then right. maybe do air, like rental, or, or not rental, but Airbnb out of those. Yeah. Awesome. So this, so y'all haven't even been, has it been a full year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's been a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. um, but even in just... Eight, so in eight months, y'all made a little over three hundred, almost four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. In Airbnb, um, do you guys do any investing? You know, what what are you guys doing to, like, what if Airbnb goes away tomorrow? What are you doing to secure income for yourself? So, so since Airbnb is just a platform, the actual vacation and like corporate. That won't change. Hospitality. Space. Yeah, hospitality. Yeah. So that won't change. So but at the end of the day, you're in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Gotcha. And we could like list on a different platform, or we even have a private booking website of our own. Oh, okay. We don't really market it or run ads on it, but we definitely could. Let's mm -hmm. say Airbnb were to disappear tomorrow. Right. Um, so like, are you getting your guest information? I know that's like. Oh, yeah, one we thing. got all phone numbers, all emails. Gotcha. We have all Perfect. Of that. So what do you, you you like make them give it to you to get the internet or something? How do you how are you getting their information? Well, Airbnb collects it for you. And they give it to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they. And you can that. use you can use Mailchimp. It's a um, so Hospitable has this app called Mailchimp, and every time it gets books, it's going to pull all their data for you. Gotcha. Yeah. We've never used it because we don't we don't really like retarget them after they leave, but yeah. it's at our disposal if we wanted to. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, because I thought for some reason I thought that um, Airbnb wouldn't give you that. I think I, for some reason I thought they didn't, they didn't give you people's personal information like that. Well, well, if they if they have a problem, they gotta call you. Yeah. And then yeah. if you have a problem, you gotta call them. We get gotcha. their their information even through Hospitable. Like every time it'll show us like our client's name, their phone number, and where they're like from. That. Yeah. Gotcha. So okay, we're yeah. able to access that information. But like Bryson said, we don't really use it. Cause yeah, but right if you now, needed to market to them later, then you could yeah. yep. offer them a, uh, you know, come back next year and save 20%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some Got people it. book really far out. Like some people will stay with us and then they leave in like in a week or two. They book They'll book the for like, out. yeah, for like the whole next year and a half. And I'm like, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> you have some, some planning. Yeah. Right. So that means y'all have to have y'all lease for next year. Y'all got to make sure y'all keep that yeah. unit. Yeah, or move and then let them know, like, we change locations if you're still uh, interested. Gotcha. Um, so what have been some of your biggest um, mistakes that y'all made in business so far? First, so we didn't have an Airbnb mentor when we first started, so we pretty much figured it all out on our own. So Basically trial and error. Like the, fir the first month we made $4,500 profit, right? 4500 Yep, profit. That's it. It was amazing, right? And then the very next month we only made $2,000 revenue. Mm. So that was, like... A thousand profit total. Gotcha. So what happened was we realized that we didn't have any systems in place. So we had to go back, like literally dive back into the books and stuff and like figure out how are people making so much money with this business? Because is it really, does the market really change that quick to where you can go from profiting almost $5,000 to barely making any money? So that was the first mistake, not automating everything we can and actually focus on like building a business and not being in the business. Gotcha. So you got you a mentor? No. 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 But so now, now oh, we okay. do coaching. So now we coach other people. Okay. Um, on getting started with Airbnb. Gotcha. Yeah. So what? Um, you know, I guess if somebody wants to start an Airbnb business today, where do they start? First, you come to our free training. It's, 
No, seriously, it's every Sunday, <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern time. The link is www.freebnbworkshop.com. And we, we give, like, the first five steps, and, like, we don't hold back on our, on our free master class. Like, it's actually detailed exactly what you need to do. We give you our exact pitch. We give you all the software you need, um, how to find a profitable location. We, we literally give it all. And that's literally how you get started. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but yeah, because you can go on YouTube and like dig through 10, 10 20 hours of education. Or right, you can come it just to our takes class. so long. Like, yeah, Man. when you have real experience, listen, YouTube University cannot replace your, you know, four hundred thousand dollars worth of experience, right? Exactly. And then that's the money that you've made, but there's also money that you spent. You know, right. and like you know, things where you've messed up. That's why I said, like, what have been some of your biggest um, hiccups or failures so far? Because that's what people are going to run into, right? Like, yeah. what, what, what are there? Were there any roadblocks that you guys came um, and had to fight against? You know, when when you were trying to grow from like one to five, um, and now you guys are at eleven. It was that professionalism. It didn't. Yeah. Ha- it didn't really take off until we got our private booking website, which is like a, a company website. And that's like we your got online that. pitch when you reach yeah. out to a landlord. Like when you say like, when you send like your pitch, and then you include your website at the bottom, and then they can go click it and see. Like, oh, this is what I you know. actually do. This is yeah. what your your business offers. It makes them like it builds that trust, and they're more inclined to work with you. Because sure. at, at first it's like you're begging to work with them, and then next it's like, oh, we want to work with you. Yeah, you know and like I mean? we're offering you a service by making it easier for you. Because even, like, if you think about it, if we work with a landlord, it's easier for them to work with us as opposed to a normal long-term tenant because we even, like, we always tell them, we provide, cleaners come every time there's a checkout. Like, we keep your property, we have to keep your property in tip-top shape. Whereas most long-term tenants, you know, they live there, as their lease goes on, it becomes a wreck, and then by the time they move out, it looks pretty bad. Right. But even like we keep, we have cleaners come in after every single checkout. We monitor the property. We make sure it looks nice. We have our own little maintenance team for small things. Everything has to work. So we don't, most long-term tenants, they'll leave something broke for so long. And right. then when they finally move out, the landlord is left with that issue. With us, that's not a problem. Right. Because we, we have can't to have, keep it up to standard. We can't have holes in the wall and, ha- and hosting guests. You know what right. I mean? Right. So that's the value you bring to a landlord. Yeah. yeah. Got it. But even some of our biggest, like, I would say, like, the hardest things is finding, like, a solid team because we don't live in St. Louis. We live in Las Vegas. So oh, wow. we do all of it remotely. We have 11 of our own. Y'all left that part all the way out. <laughs> like, that <laughs> yeah. is that's yeah, so huge. Yeah, so we, we so live So y'all in Vegas. live in Vegas, mm-hmm. and you have 11 Airbnbs in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. How does that work? So that's the cool part. Like, you can do it all from your phone. It's all remote. You don't have to be there. But that's why you need a solid local team. And that's just really, like, having a good cleaning team. Because everything else, like, we have automated, you know, self-check-in, automated messaging, like, everything. And then communication with guests can all be done through a phone. Even when we set up our units, we do, like, video tutorials, like, walking through how to actually get into the unit, everything that they'll need. But it's, like, having a good, solid cleaning team to make sure that they're doing their end and keeping the property up to standard, whenever like things are broken or damaged, the cleaners take a picture and send it to us so we can submit like an air cover claim, which is just like Airbnb's like insurance. Um, and yeah, really, it's having a solid team because we've had cleaners where they just didn't show up or they quit the same day. And it's like, for a business like that, yeah. that's like really, really, really hard. So finding a dependable, solid team is everything, I would gotcha. say. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Dang, I had another question. Yes, I do. So, are you guys married? Yeah. When did you decide to get married? May of 
2021. You got yeah. married May of 2021. Yeah. So you're married, business partners. Do you guys think that has helped in your business, in your relationship, in your life? You're super young. Um, if I met, if I had a younger brother since I was 19 or 20 talking about marriage, I would be like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about how you guys, you know, got to that, this, that, that point and do you think that marriage is a little, you know, like a low-key secret weapon to success? I think for men it is. For men? For clarity. It's, <laughs> it's, there are so many women out here, and if your energy is focused on trying to get one of the million, which you most of them won't like you, you're just going to be wasting tons of energy. So if you got one that likes you with all of your flaws, <laughs> and you know, then you should probably keep it and then focus on that instead of chasing a thousand women a day. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it just all of that energy you put into your business and to other aspects of life, and you kind of just chill. Right. Because most men spend a lot of time looking for love or lust in years and years go by. You got, you know, you got all these bodies, but you don't have any money because you haven't put time into getting to that. So now you're broke, and then you finally get a, you finally get a wife, and you don't have anything to support her because you haven't been building anything. And, I mean, seriously. So. <laughs> Not seriously, yeah. It's definitely a cheat Men, code. you know, I, I think for, you know, for, for so long, men... They, first of all, they spend a lot of money chasing women, right? Yeah. So you spend a lot of money, time. you spend a lot of time, and like you said, that that's that's wasted time, wasted energy, wasted money that you know you can't get back. Yeah. So you might look back, you know, five, ten years and realize, yeah, I had a lot of fun, um, but, but ain't got nothing. Ain't got nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited to see where you guys are in five to ten years. Um, what 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 would you say? Like, do you guys have plans? Like, you got five, ten year plans? Honestly, I plan to just impact the most people as possible and make the most money as possible. Like, seriously, that's that's it. What's your plan for the next year? Are y'all looking to grow your Airbnb business? Like, what? how many units you got? Like, what would be comfortable for that business before y'all decide to move on to the next thing? I would say in the next year, scaling our Airbnbs, um, yes, but more so owning. And, like, we're kind of... We're good on like the traditional arbitrage, like we've had really good success with it, but now since we're bringing in good income, I kind of want to do something more that I like enjoy. So like doing like the cool Airbnbs, like the tents or the tree houses or like owning in terms of Airbnb and then also just scaling our coaching. Um, like we're both going to offer like individual mentorships and then we offer coaching together. So hopefully hitting our millions by in the next year and scaling it. our coaching up. Um, and then, yeah, like owning our Airbnbs and doing like yeah. the cool Airbnbs, the different like. Right, like the, uh, what do they call them? Like uh, like the experiences, yes, you know, like instead experience. of just like a traditional like home or apartment, which those definitely, they've shown and proven like really great. But now that I've done that and I've been bringing in good income from it, I want to take that income and put it into something more like creative and fun, you know? Gotcha. So. Yeah. You got to get your creative <laughs> So one way or another. She ain't going to be happy unless you let her get her creative yeah. <laughs> But even for our units, she's the interior designer. Right. I give her complete control. Like, just make it look nice. Like, right. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. So it sounds like y'all are a great team. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Nice. Um, so if someone is starting their or, you know, wants to start their Airbnb business or get coaching from you guys, how do they get in touch? So my Instagram is Bryson K. Blocker. And then my Instagram is my name, Inaya McMillan. And then we have Inaya? Inaya, I-N-A-Y-A-H. Okay. And then we have a shared Instagram page where we drop all of the Airbnb game, um, the Airbnb breakdown. Yeah. 
the Airbnb breakdown on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's just at Airbnb Do you guys breakdown. do um, Done For You? With our individual mentorships that we're offering now, it, it's, it's gonna be like a done for you slash with you. So some of the aspects will be done for them, like creating their private booking website, market research in their city, like things like that. Um, and then we have an academy right now that we offer, just cause like even at first, everyone like just kept saying like, they wanted like more and like coaching. So at first we were like, we're doing a free class. And so now then we started offering our academy that way they can get that more for those people who wanted more. But then there's still people who want more than just like the, the academy is a do it yourself. Like we have classes Monday through Friday. We have a community. We have the support of mentors and we get offer our course and everything. But it's still like they have to take the material and go and implement it. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people, they still want more. So yeah. now that's why we're offering our mentorships where it's done for you with you. Like hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, um, I was just telling Mashawn um, earlier, you know, I'm trying to learn stocks. I mean, I've been in the financial industry my whole <laughs> life, but, you know, these Zooms and stuff don't work for me. Like, you're going to have to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to need you to pull up, pull this computer out, you know, like, I need, I am not an online learner. Like, yeah. I need to go into class and learn and ask my questions and stuff. Um, and so, a lot of people are like that. Everyone yeah. has, like, totally different learning Let styles, me tell you so. something. There, there's so much ADD and you know, so many distractions, we're used to operating in distraction, right? So we have cell phones, you've got all these alerts on your phones, you've got the television. Um, so it's hard. It's hard to focus. So people need what you guys are doing. Um, again, I love what you guys are doing. Y'all inspire me. I don't know if I want to do Airbnb. Do, do you think that everybody should, you know, hop in the Airbnb space? You know, if if you were, let me ask y'all this. Are you mentoring people your age, older? What you, what's your average mentors look like? So I got I got one student named Dylan. He's 19. He has business credit and he has Airbnbs. So that's like one case. And then we have a few people our age and then we have people older. Yeah. It's we got a, like a wide there's, range. There's really no like yeah. specific demographic for it. There's so definitely. do you think anybody can do Airbnb? Anybody can do Airbnb. Yeah, definitely yeah. do. Yeah, and should should we do it? Yeah. You should. No, yeah. seriously, it's it's a pretty great business model, especially once you automate once it's your like system. Automated. That's what I would like. I just I don't want to do, I don't want to do no work. It's yeah. really there's not like so the initial like getting your unit and setting up and even right. that like if you have more more money than time, you can just pay someone to do that. Yeah, part. that's why and I said so, y'all do done for you. Oh uh, yeah, you know it's always just and even but you know. It's once that's all done and you actually have your listing set up and all of your automations are running. You good. It's really like we have 11 plus some that we're helping his family with and it's still like not even an hour of work per week. Like genuinely. There's wow. not Like just sometimes we have to talk to our cleaners here and there, housekeeping. Um, if guests ask a question that's not in our automated responses, like if it's not a normal question or something they specifically need help with, those are the questions we address, but we even have like automated check-in messages, like checking in on them, like, hey, just checking in, hope you're enjoying your stay. Anytime, like if they ask any question that has like a keyword, our automated software sends back a response. So if they ask about early check-in in any form, mm. we send them back. We do offer early check-ins for a $50 fee. Like it, it's smooth, it's nice. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So last, before we go, is there any advice that you have out there um, first of all, for young people, um, because like I said, traditionally, you know, we're taught, go to school, get a job. 
Um, you guys are killing the game, living life on your own terms. Um, so is there any advice that you have for young people that are, you know, kind of trying to figure it out? Um, and then secondly, uh, make sure that y'all drop the website again so we can come to the free weekly. Okay. Weekly, uh, you can go first with the advice. Um, my biggest part of it, biggest advice is literally get around people who think like you. So I say that bad company is worse than having no company. So like, if you gotta be alone for a few months to figure it out, that's fine. But don't be trying to figure it out with the wrong people because it'll never, it'll never work. Um, and save your money until you learn what to do with it. But don't just blow it. Like, even shoes, all you can have all the shoes and not be satisfied. The new pair of Jordans aren't going to satisfy you more than the last ones. Maybe it'll be hype for a day, but like ten years down the line, when you add up that price, you could have realized you could have actually been a homeowner and you could have bought. You could have just did some real stuff with it. So keep your money, get around the right people. Yeah, same thing, kind of. Um, but mindset is really, really, really important. I would say mindset's key. Um, building up your mindset that way, not only you believe in yourself, but you know it's possible. And like Bryson said, surrounding yourself with the right people, people who uplift you, people who are striving for the same goals, because if not, it kind of becomes a distraction. And just working hard. It's going to... There's a lot of times where it doesn't work. I can tell you from personal experience, I tried so many things. I tried e-commerce dropshipping. I tried um, trading stock options, which they were like going well, but they weren't taking off. And they weren't so, like Airbnb. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of things. Like there were times where I was just like, why is this so hard? Like why, like genuinely? Um, and it's not gonna work a lot of the time, but you just have to keep, keep trying. Even my sister said to me, cause we were doing, um, drop shipping together and she was like it didn't work and I was like it didn't not work we gave up mm -hmm. and that's the difference so it only doesn't work if you give up and if I had stayed at drop shipping and kept trying or stayed at you know practicing trading stock options I probably would have you know been really successful by now or maybe hopefully um, but Airbnb had started taking off that's why I kind of put my focus into that but basically it only doesn't work if you give up and mindset is key yeah. good company or no company that's it I love it. Awesome. Now, please, uh, for uh, last time, let us know where we can follow you and how we can tap into y'all weekly mentorship calls. All right. So you can follow me on Instagram at Bryson K. Blocker. And then you can follow me at Anaya McMillan. I'll spell it out just because my name is a little hard. I-N-A-Y-A-H-M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. And then our shared page is at Airbnb Breakdown, which is A-I-R-B-N-B. -B. And then the B for Airbnb goes into Breakdown. Um, and then our link for our free class is in all three of our bios, but that like specific website is www.freebnbworkshop.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this week's episode. It was such a pleasure interviewing you guys. If you are trying to figure out where you're going with life, you're trying to decide what's happening uh, in this next phase of your life, be encouraged by these two young people who are out here literally killing life. If I was y'all age, first of all, y'all gonna be millionaires next year. So I'm super <laughs> excited for you guys. Um, but you can literally have the life that you want. Um, look at these two. They're, they're, they're doing life on their own terms. So I'm super um, blessed to have you guys here. Can't wait to bring y'all back on my year three, year five, <laughs> you know. Um, but make sure you guys tap into the next episode I'm Shaniqua Nicole, your host, this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. You can head to www.blackwealthweekly.com. Uh, make sure you hit the bell and subscribe. See you guys next time. Peace.
Thank you for watching this week's episode of Black Wealth Weekly. I'm your host, Shaniqua Nicole, and I hope to see you next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on them notifications, and head to blackwealthweekly.com where you can read all the new episodes of these entrepreneurs and so many others.